0: Father, we thank you for this time together with this small study, and God, we just pray, Lord, you would bless tonight Tony as he's in the hospital and that you would be with him, just that he would speedily recover and that there would be really no complications with the procedure on his heart. Just pray for parents in our church, kids, Lord, and really the... the, plate that parents have, single people, Lord, we just know that in their singlehood that you never leave and never forsake. Bless, bless my wife who is in Poland today on business, just for divine appointments, and really just bless our spring and summer before us with fruit, Lord, that remains, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, so I'm just gonna go over what has already been probably taught, but just to these Sunday nights, you know, I, I like teaching some core you know, core essentials for that really that over the years in ministry of greater grace that I've received teaching that I think are very beneficial and that you don't really find a lot of times in Christianity. And maybe there is somewhat of a discussion on the topics that we talk about on Sunday nights, but you don't, I don't know, I don't really find a lot of teaching on these subjects. And so, um, this morning we were talking about faith, and I just want to just briefly look at that, that... um, because deception is really whenever we depart from thinking and walking in faith. And 2 Corinthians 5.7 states that we walk by faith. And the devil wants to get us to function outside of faith, to not walk by faith. Because if we can walk by faith, then everything is by sight. And the devil really has a handle on manipulating the world of sight and sound. And the characteristics of the last days is Luke 18, 8, that there is very little faith. And so we said this morning that true faith is trust in an unchanging, unfailing person, Jesus Christ. And that Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith in Hebrews 12, 2. He's the beginner and the finisher of it. And there's no faith inside of us um, naturally. So it all has to really come from God. And we just talked about the philosophy of the leap of faith. Remember Soren Kierkegaard, who was the philosopher in the mid-1800s that um, propagated the idea of the leap of faith. And a leap of faith is just an act of desperation. And it's somebody, they jump into something they've never done before because of just sheer desperation. It's like, you know w- this is kind of maybe a graphic illustration but when you know when the the twin towers were on fire you know on September 11th uh there were people that were in the windows and this was just this was just hair raising to watch this i can't even i can't even it's just unbelievable but they were in the windows and they had fire behind them and then they had like a hundred story drop in front of them and they jumped because that was that that was an act of desperation and and that really is not faith. That is really an act of desperation. And that's not the kind of faith that God calls us into. When we take a step of faith, our foot is going onto the hand of God. And we can trust in his person and the faithfulness of God. And so, um, and I'm going to talk more about this in the f- series of faith, but later. But um, whenever we stop living in by faith, then... Our whole world changes, and um, Paul spoke about a the um, uh, situation with shipwrecked faith. Do you remember that, when Paul said, um, and I, um, I want to just read two verses to you, uh, one verse, in 1 Timothy 1, verse 19 and this is really I say this because maybe this is not a problem for us today but the day will come when you will you will be presented by the devil to or by yourself or by other people just to throw it all away and just say you know what I'm not going to do this anymore 1 Timothy 1 verse 19 Timothy said having faith with a good conscience uh which Some, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. And what is he saying here is that when we just stop living in faith and trusting God, then our whole life becomes a shipwreck. We just, we lose our compass, and we just drift into boulders or reefs or things underwater that we don't see, like the Titanic hit that iceberg. And when we stop holding on to faith, then we lose our compass that you know that God is in control and that God has a plan and um, I don't know if you ever read the story of um, Anne Frank and Corrie Ten Boom have you ever heard of those two ladies Mm -hmm. Uh, they wrote a book they were in a Nazi prison camp huh Mm -hmm. and um, you know her, her sister died she was she just died because of the conditions there and Cory Tebom had to like go through it and through that whole time she held on to faith and she held faith with a good conscience, meaning that her conscience was not accusing people she wasn't accusing herself or accusing other people. I'm sure at the times that she was tempted to, but she held on to faith and she always held that above her experience and I think as a as a family or as a person or wherever we're at in our lives, in the busyness of our life, that there has to be something that we hold above all of it. There has to be something that we hold above that's more important than my business, my family, my life, my personal entertainment, joy, things that I do for myself that are fun, my hobbies. There has to be something that's greater, a higher purpose, a higher calling, a higher a higher um perspective, and that really is faith that that we are called by God, and that we hold on to that, and that really is an anchor for us because without it we we become a shipwreck and so um, the the signs of deception I'm just going to go through these really quick is that self deception always begins with a need that's not addressed by truth. This is a very good statement that You know, I have a need in my life that I'm not allowing the Word of God to address. You know, something in my life is a great need. And this is where people always get deceived or seduced into uh, any area of my life that I'm not allowing the Word of God to permeate and to be my ultimate authority is an area that I can actually be deceived in. And that's, that's common sense, isn't it? Right? It's like, if I have a need in my life and I'm not allowing to think with God about it, then... That's an area of my life that 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 uh, is a potential place where the devil can come in and deceive that area, and that's First Timothy four one. And um, I have this new shiny Bible, so I'm just going to turn there. First uh, Timothy four verse one: the Spirit speaks. The, the the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith giving heed to the des- deceiving spirits or seducing spirits and these are like you know we have to understand that there is a warfare that there are that there are fallen angels that are personalities that have different levels of knowledge and understanding of spiritual things because they don't know everything and there's there are some that know more than others and and they are their goal really their campaign is to Deceive, they wander about, um, and they are looking to deceive believers uh, that um, have a ear for this kind of thing that they are looking for. And you know, I, I just think about some of the people that we've met at these meetup. you know some of them really have a great need in their life. you know they're single, and some of them had some really traumatic experiences in their relationships. And they are, you know, there's a lot of pain in their life, and uh, some have some of them have really taken it upon themselves to dive into the search for the perfect mate, and uh, and and that has become a great distraction in their life, and uh, they've because of their great need that is driving their decisions, they've entered into some pretty painful relationships and bad experiences, and so. Um, and the devil wants to destroy people's souls. And so a person begins to lie to themselves when they believe, believe the lie that they tell themselves, and they defend it. And then they begin to tell other the lie to other people. So first, they believe a lie that the devil has given to them. They rehearse it, and then they tell other people. And maybe we've heard people do that before. Maybe we've heard people say, Things to us that are just outrageously like, what are you saying? Nobody thinks that way. <laughs> like, why have you? Why do you keep saying to yourself and to other people that this is what your situation is? And there's probably a wide range of situations that we could talk about, but we've all met them, haven't we? And maybe we ourselves have done that. And so uh, that is a sad process. So there's seven ways that we can deceive ourselves. Number one, one Corinthians three eighteen. Just being wise in our own eyes. Just being wise in my own eyes, and we we used to call that in, back in the days of high school, conceited. You know what? That, you know what that is, right? Someone being conceited. Never, huh? Never. <laughs> Just a person that knows it all, you know. And that's really a a bad situation to be in when, when um. And number two. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, uh, just living lawlessly. You know, when a person just lives lawlessly, and they are just not accountable to any law, to any, you know. They they bash the police. They bash the government. They bash this. They bash that. And it's, you know, and it's just, um, you know, we... We set ourselves up to be self-deceived if we live in what is called amorality. Um, we're just, uh, we are not above the law. And when a leader or a politician or a person gets to the point where they are above the law, then that's deception, right? They, uh, so number three, um, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty-three. 33 um, evil companionship when we just are around people that have a very evil influence on our lives you know and I'm preaching to the choir here but maybe' there's just some points that we can share with other people first Corinthians 15 33 you know like um, proverbs 13 20 I believe it is isn't it that if you spend if you hang with the wise you will be wise let's see proverbs 13 20 you are who your friends are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the biggest one. Yeah. And so, like, and this is important because if we don't want to spend time around people that are going to tell us the truth, then we're going to live, 1320, He who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. That's uh, Proverbs 13, verse 20. Sometimes, you know, you have family or something that they're yeah. not saved or whatever you can't just say I'm not gonna to talk to you anymore. You no, know. no, yeah, of course. It's not, it's not, it's not Family is yeah, and then in those kind of relationships we or just even friends that for years are your, your friends but they're you know, they know you're a Christian and all, you know. And they even brag about it. But they don't want to Yeah take it they don't want to go there, you know what I mean? They just have their own life and they do what they yeah. consider is right, I guess. It's just when we like surround ourselves with people that are only going to tell us what we want what we want to hear. You know, narcissistic. Um, Yeah, groups that have to stay together; they believe same things. Yeah. Um, And number number four, uh, Galatians chapter six, verse three. Galatians six, verse three, an overestimation of (laughs) self-importance. You know, maybe some of us don't have these issues. Uh, Just being, just overestimating yourself, thinking higher of yourself than you really are, and. Um we as people have a, a a real tendency to overestimate you know like how important we we really think we are, and that's why we have to think god's pers- God's perspective about us and uh number five, Galatians six verse seven. Galatians chapter 6 is the first few verses. There are great verses about deception. Galatians 6 verse 7 is uh, sowing, thinking we're not going to reap. You know, I can do this and get away with this, but it, but the, but it, it just doesn't happen that way. You know, on Facebook you see these funny, these funny videos they call, they, they call karma sometimes about people, the way they drive or what they do comes back on them. And it's kind of comical the way it happens. You know, and it's, we don't believe in karma. Karma is, you know, Eastern philosophy. But it does, it does exist in the sense that what you do, what you sow, is going, you're going to reap. And if we don't think that we're going to reap what we're sowing, then we're deceived. Um, James 1, this is number 6, James one twenty two and 23, uh, when we hear with no application... We're not doing what we're hearing. And uh, James says, don't deceive yourself. Don't be just hearers of the word, but do be, be you doers of the word also. Uh, and I think that this is a really big thing in America. Like people can listen to a great message and nod their heads and then just have no intention of applying it in their life. And so that creates deception. And then number seven, last one, 1 John 1, verse 8, thinking that we don't have any sin. Now, most of us, that's not a problem. We know that we are sinners, but there are some people that just say, I have no sin, or I am not sinning in that area. So, um, so anytime we just are, um, anytime we are um, in a place where We think that we are not susceptible to any of these things, and we are a candidate for self-deception. And that's why... um, And So what does the devil try to do? And then I'm just going to finish up with this. What does the devil try to do in our life? Um, And I think it was already spoken about last week, the four stages of deception. One thing I just want to really look at is um, John 8, verse 37. And this is an interesting... interesting, um, verse about what Jesus said about the Pharisees in John 8 verse 37 that where does faith come from? Faith comes from the word, right? I hear the word I mix faith with it, I trust it and then faith begins to grow in my life right? I'm not trying to grow faith, faith is just a natural response to when I just look at Christ in my life and when I begin to focus on Jesus Christ because he's the author and the finisher so the more that we discover about the nature and the life of Christ, the more that we trust and the more that we have a capacity to believe God for things. And so what is the devil going to attack in your life, friend? What's the first thing the devil is going to attack in your life? The very first thing. Probably one of the top things he's going to attack is the Bible in your life. Just being in a place, hearing the word. And this is John 8 verse 37. It says this, I know that you are Adam's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. And this is a sad situation because the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus Christ because there was the word of God had no place in them. And I think that we have to um, really make it a priority that we start the day with the Bible, that we meditate on the Bible during the day. We talk with people about it, with the people that we work, you know. This afternoon, we were with Kyle and, 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 and Wes, and, you know, we were working, and it, work is work, but, you know, we had moments where we just talked about the word, and we just had moments where, like, we just shared the word, and I think that's important, you know, and if you don't have someone to share the word with, um, maybe you do, you know, I know you live with, with someone who's a believer, right, and I think that we just say, hey, you know, I just, can I read this verse to you? I do this with my wife, you know, and she does this with me. And just say, hey, "Can I just share this verse with you?" Or call, if you need to, call someone who can act, who will listen to you. You know, just say, "Hey, I, you know, do you got what's you got a you know what what's God speaking to you today? What kind of verse?" Like someone today after church came up to me and asked me, he said, "You know, is God speaking to you about sharing anything with me that you know?" And like people, you know, we can reach out to people, and people may reach reach out to us for the word and let the word of God really be the center because if the word of God has no place in us then we may actually find ourselves in a place where we are so deceived that we want to actually kill kill God kill Jesus Christ and I think it's Luke 16 where it says that they will kill you thinking that they are doing a service to God Uh, and that's how bad deception can get um And so I just want to finish this that, um, you know, in our lives, some of the things that can really cause uh, departure in our life, it's not necessarily the hard times that are the hardest. What are the hardest times are the times of great blessing in your life when there's a lot of peace or a lot of blessing or, or, you know, the, the lack of warfare in your life. And it actually can make us a little lackadaisical in the sense where we drop our guard and, you know, David said, don't feed me me too little and don't feed me too much. Don't feed me too little that I would not curse you. Don't feed me too much that I would forget you. And so David was saying, you know, like, let me be in that perfect place where, um, as Paul said, I can learn to abound or to be abased. And so deception really is something that happens Whenever we, whenever we just step away from the Word of God being our base in our life. And, you know, like when somebody gets lost in their life, always just take them back to the Word. You know, like when you counsel somebody, just say, hey, what's the Bible say? You know, what's the Bible say about this subject? Um, maybe you don't know, get counsel. You know, there was one lady, uh, you know, that came to someone in our church and that needs counseling, and uh, that's that's what we're here for. The church is the only place, really, where, you know, we may not be, you know, we may not be as huge and fancy as, like, Willow Grove Mall, but, you know, we are, we king of Prussia Mall, but we really do have a lot of content. People in our church do have content. We're growing, and so uh, those are just a few things about deception that I just want to keep keep us in mind of and and uh just remember that uh when we are around other people that challenge us it's probably very good because that's when we grow the most right that's when we grow amen so any comments or questions on that